0: Welcome to Green Green Wave Radio. Your episode starts now.
1: Hi, I'm Charlie Grippo, and you're listening to Green Wave Radio. The Robotics Club works year-round to create a robot that can succeed in competitions. Though there have been many challenges this year from COVID-19, the robotics team is excited and confident about their upcoming competitions. Here to talk to us today is Mr. Bitler, Alex Vandenhenda, Zach Vinson, and Jack Finning.
2: I'm uh, Mr. Bittler. I'm the deputy advisor for the robotics team. Uh, the top advisor is Mr. Devine, uh, who's out uh, from illness right at the moment.
0: I'm Alex Vandenhemda. I'm a 12th grader, a senior, and I'm a co-leader of the robotics team. All right. My name is Zach Vincent. I'm also a senior. Um, I'm also a
3: co-leader, and my main role is usually working with the electronics and the programming.
4: My name is Jack Finning, and I'm a junior and also co-leader of the team and work mainly in the hardware side of the robot. So to start off, what is Robotics Club?
3: Um, So really, it's uh, the Robotics Club is just a bunch of us kind of meeting together um, to work on a competition, right? So usually in the off season when we don't have competitions, we're not really meeting that much. Um, So we, we have a couple of different competitions. There's one that we usually like to do that was canceled this year and last year but that is the Panasonic created design challenge. Um, but this year, what we're doing is called the first tech challenge. Um, and with that one, we're using metal parts and these big motors. Um, and that's generally more of what you think of when you think of a robotics competition. Um, so we get a challenge that we have to complete. And then we have to work together to create this robot over a series of months. Um, and we as a team meet every day for a couple hours, um, every week of school and then we really just kind of work together to try to see what we can make and to try to earn the most points in the competition.
2: These robotic challenges and these robotic competitions are really a, a very fine way for uh, students at Del Barton to learn about engineering, and robotics, uh, computer programming, and artificial intelligence. So uh, the three who are right here are very, good engineers and they have tremendous knowledge about a variety of things that go into robotics.
1: How was the robotics club different in the time of COVID-19?
4: One of the main things that's definitely changed has been, um, you know, access to the school and uh, the team meeting together. Um, when we have a lot of days in succession of meetings together, we have a lot of progress done. Um, but when that's been broken up by Time at home and not being uh, in the building—it's been hard to, you know, work on the robot altogether. And then also the competitions have changed, so we're going to be doing virtual competitions this year. While uh, usually we'd be going to to the event, you know, as a team with our robot and competing like that. So I think that's definitely been a way that it's changed in a big way, and we've just had to like adapt to that.
2: Yeah, so it's been very tough for us because we've had kids quarantined and then we've been out of school for weeks. Uh, But we're actually ahead of the game compared to a lot of other schools who have been quarantined the whole time. So we've been fortunate to be able to work on the robot some weeks at Bell Barton.
0: Yeah, a note on that, um, at the beginning of January, we were even able to come in when we were all quarantining. Um, So that gave us an extra two weeks, basically.
1: Could you go over the average timeline from when you build the robot to when you compete?
4: Yeah. so, typically, we start, you know, maybe two months into the school year, starting around November. Um, we kind of meet and, you know, go over the competition and the outline of it. Um, the first tech challenge this year had a video component of the competition to explain it, um, and then just going through the guidelines and everything like that. And then we do, we take a while to brainstorm ideas, um, not to jump into ideas too quickly, so that all the partial to fit together so we have an idea of the direction that we're going to move um, and then we usually just go component by component and put them together um, starting off with like a basic chassis to put parts on and then we just move on from there
2: so it's a process that always starts with um, a lot of ideas and scoping them out and sometimes debates and arguments you know about what what is a better way to approach things we actually design the robot from scratch we're, we're given a, a tough course and tough challenges for the robot. It's got to be able to do all these uh, amazing things. And we start from scratch. We have to figure out how we're going to build a robot that's going to be able to do all those amazing things. And uh, sometimes we have setbacks. You know, We might have an idea we think is good and then in testing it, it doesn't work so well and we have to go back to the drawing board. Uh, but we have uh, three extremely smart uh, gentlemen right here. So uh, our robot is progressing well considering that We're only in school about half the time. How do the competitions work?
0: Since this is our first year competing in FTC, um, all we know about the competitions currently are uh, what we've read online. Um, From what I've seen, though, uh, this year they're holding virtual competitions where you um, record yourself running through the course and send it in for um, scoring. And then um, they're also hosting a few in-person meets where... Um, a bunch of teams in the region just um, all collect and um, compete in teams of two against other robots.
3: Yeah, I um, so I actually did FTC uh, my freshman year, and that was a while ago, but it was kind of my first introduction to robotics, so I remember it pretty well. Um, we'd go in, we'd take this bus, um, we'd load up our, our cart full of tools and um, some extra hardware, and then we'd bring our robot on the bus as well, and then we'd all kind of go to this one location where they're holding the event. Um, and once you get there, you have to go and you, you know, make sure that your robot fits all the constraints, like the size constraints. There are people, judges, who look at your robot and say, um, "Are you using any um, illegal parts?" They make sure that your robot isn't breaking any rules. And then at that point, you're pretty much ready to go for the competition. So they break it up into um, sort of sort of teams. Um, something that actually. Kind of surprised me a little bit. My first time at FTC was that they have two teams of two, so they actually team you up with um, another competition team, uh, another competition's robot, um, and, and you two have to work together against another two teams. Um, and then you know you, you rotate teams throughout the day, and then you earn points. There's a whole schedule. Um, you go onto the course when it's your time, and then you you know do your best, uh, and then at the end of the day they have this award ceremony um or well maybe not in a war ceremony but they, they they total up your points uh, we, we we didn't do very well our freshman year um so so i didn't really see any awards but um yeah that's that's kind of the basic outline of, of, a day of the data competition but now that we're virtual it's going to be a little bit different and we don't necessarily know how that's going to be just yet
2: In the competitions, right, it's both the quality and abilities of the robots that the team has built, but it's also their skill as well because they manipulate the robot on the course. So it also takes a lot of training for the people on the team to be able to deploy the robot. Uh, Interestingly, in this particular competition, what is it, Zach, the first 30 seconds of the competition is going to be under the robot's own artificial intelligence and it's not going to be it's not going to be guided by the team members for that first uh, thirty seconds. What were some of the
1: places you've gone for competitions?
3: Um, so for FTC, um, the way they do it is they have like these regional competitions, um, and then once you pass those regional sort of qualifiers, you go on to the next rounds. Um, I, in my experience, my first year we didn't make it past regional competitions. Um, but i do know so for the panasonic competition um that's what i did my sophomore year we would do something very similar we'd actually go over to njit and compete over there um so i don't think we've ever gone out of state or even out of the country um for for the robotics club something that we'd love to do it would be super cool to go and travel somewhere and compete Um, but so far everything's been within the state
2: so um charlie the the panasonic competition was always held at the panasonic headquarters in newark uh, and uh, they're not saying it, but uh, Jack Finning and Zach Vincent, who were on that team, uh, clinched and won the entire competition uh, two years ago. Uh, that's the big trophy that's downstairs in the uh, in, in uh, the science wing. Um, this this competition, if we rise up high enough in the competition, we'll have the chance potentially to go to different places in the country and in the world. I, I've heard. I, I personally wouldn't mind if we hit a competition in uh, Hawaii, but uh, we'll Something
4: see. Last year, though, with location of competitions, is we decided to hold our own uh Dubart invitational competition, which is a really unique experience of setting up your entire course yourself. We we designed the course, and then we also competed. We built our own robot and had like twenty schools um, around New Jersey come come to the competition, which is a really interesting thing. Um, yeah, last
2: year, as Jack was saying, we we set up an entire competition ourselves to take the place of Panasonic, since they had shut down. But then we were shut down by COVID, so right in the middle of that, uh, we got hit by COVID, and unfortunately, that brought to an end all that endeavor. They worked very hard on that. How can
1: someone join the robotics club?
0: Generally, we'll scout anyone who has interest, um, but um, anyone who is interested at all can just feel free and uh, drop by a room in the science wing, uh, first floor. Um, and basically, as long as you you have time and you're devoted and like you're willing to um, work with us, then you're on the team.
2: Well, what we usually do, Charlie, is we usually, uh, these are older students right here, 11th, 12th graders. But... A lot of times we take in ninth and 10th graders who are interested, and we take them on as minions. So their job is to help out the team members, right, in any way they can. And um, sometimes it's sort of uh, menial chores, putting away stuff, taking stuff out, setting things up. But they learn a great deal. And then if they stay interested, right, then they can apply to be on the actual team when they're in 11th grade. We have a number of uh, devoted minions so far this year, so that's good for the future of the team. Finally, when is the next robotics competition? There are a number of competitions scheduled in March, and there's some scrimmages in February. We're scrambling to get our robot uh, up to the point where it can earn significant points. It's getting close, Um, but unfortunately, now we've been shut down for another two weeks, so we'll have to see how it goes. But I'm hoping that we'll make some of the big competitions in March, if, if not earlier. Uh, these guys have really worked very hard, and the robots come along pretty quickly, I think, and it uh, it has some nice capabilities already.
1: That was Mr. Bittler, Alex van den Zach Vincent, and Jack Finning. They explained what Robotics Club is and how the competitions work, as well as how they've changed during the COVID-19 pandemic competitions both virtual and in person start soon i'm charlie grippo and thank you for listening